Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Adam here, the Roof Strategist, and you might notice a few things that are different. One, if you're still tuning in, my hair is gone. I donated it, or I am donating it to charity. I cut it off. It's getting sent off to a kiddo who needs it. And two, a little different studio. I am out in the field today. I mentioned I ordered one of the new uh, Ford Transit all-wheel drive cargo vans, which has been awesome. Just finished up filming some cool videos on scouting, how to find the right neighborhood, so you can keep an eye out on the channel for that. But today's video is all about no soliciting signs. This has been a hot topic that's come up a few times. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I wanted to give you some tips in today's video on how to deal with no soliciting signs. A couple things to do, a couple things to definitely not do, and help make sure that those um, no, no soliciting signs don't throw a curveball in your sales. Now, I'm seeing a few more folks jumping on. Thanks for joining us. If we run into any technical issues, I appreciate your patience. I will get this corrected as quick as possible. This is my first live stream from inside the new van out in the field. All right, so let's jump into the no soliciting signs stuff and talk about what you can do and what you can't do. First thing is what you can't do. I highly recommend, by the way, that guys, this is a really controversial topic. A lot of people will tell you, hey, you see a no soliciting sign, roll the dice, worst they can do is kick you off the property. I've done extensive research and state by state, every law is different whether a no soliciting sign is gonna stand up in terms of being a legal requirement that you cannot solicit. However, what's most important is it's someone's privacy. If you see no soliciting sign, that someone's saying, don't knock on my door. I'm going to give you the one and only rare exception here shortly in the video. But before we get there, remember, these are people, it's their home, it's their castle. Funny enough, I'm sitting in front of a house, by the way, you can't see behind this, that literally looks like a castle with a spire and everything. And if someone says, don't knock on my door, and it was you, would you want someone to knock on your door? No, the answer is no. But what you can do is use direct mail and get creative. So I'm gonna give you a few tips right now. Marty says, hey, thanks for all your help and guidance, you're the best. Marty, thank you, man. Thanks for being here and, and inspiring this stuff. Um, every one of the members of this channel, subscribers, fans, customers, you, you guys are what make this happen. So thank you guys for being here. So when you see no soliciting sign, remember, if you knock on that door, there's a high likelihood that someone's gonna call the police on you. We all know it's happened. It, everyone has their like one or two horror stories of canvassing. And remember, uh, check the local laws and regulations everywhere you work. Some areas require a uh, peddler's or solicitor's permit. So you get a background check by the local police. They'll often give you a badge to wear so you're compliant. Uh, if you don't do that and you knock on someone's door and they get upset and they call the police, they might kick you out of the neighborhood or come and in, in, incite you. I, I made a mistake when I hired one of our first canvassers and I didn't double check in a certain area. We'd been out working forever. We never had any issues. I didn't even know solicitor's permits were required. My canvasser had someone with a no soliciting sign call the police because they were pissed off and ended up writing
getting my canvas or ticket. I felt horrible. I went to court for him. I tried to fight. I ended up paying the fine, but ultimately it ended up on him. And I cannot tell you the level of guilt that I felt because that was ultimately my responsibility. So owners that are watching, make sure you're compliant. Salespeople, make sure that you know what's going on and that you are compliant with your, your state, city, and local laws when you are canvassing. And remember that's no soliciting sign. Pretty overt, guys. Don't knock on my door. So here's what you can do. Now, remember, inside the marketing battle pack, and I, I preach direct mail a lot because it works. There's a reason that large companies use direct mail. There's a reason that direct mail is still in practice today. Okay. So, um, by the way, just a quick plug. My new updated and expanded version of the marketing battle pack. I know many of you who are here tuning in live already have it. Use it. If you don't, check out the uh, link in the video description. Um, till the end of today, you can get $50 off this kind of a launch week special. I've taken a lot of the information that uh, and feedback of things to add based on members who are using this stuff. Um, and, and the feedback's been overwhelmingly incredible by people who have already purchased and, and received the update for free. So uh, if you don't already get that, by the way, and you're a customer, please email me. I'll make sure you get, get it in your hands right away. So the direct mail letter, you can edit. You can say, hey, listen, I showed up at your house. I saw you had a no soliciting sign. There's already a letter in there, by the way. There's about 11 letters for direct mail use. And you can show up, or excuse me, you can use a letter say, hey, I stopped by and I wanted to knock. The COVID-19 specific material that's in there will be perfect for this. And I want to respect your privacy. And then you, you have your pitch, okay? So that's the first thing. Use direct mail. When you see that house, when you acknowledge someone and you show respect for their home and their privacy and that you saw that, you're going to stand a, a way, way above and beyond because chances are th the previous guy that showed up, he or she might have knocked the door and people will have a no soliciting sign for a lot of reasons. What if they have a newborn baby that they don't want to wake up? What if they have a, a, a medical illness or a condition? What if they work from home and they're on video conferencing all day and they don't want that? You, you do not want to upset someone, but when you show up and you respect their decision and you acknowledge it, the chances of you getting a callback, in my opinion and my experience, is much higher than it than you showing up and knocking on the door. The other thing you can do is leave that letter. So in the in the battle pack, and again, I, I go over this time and time again. Instead of using that what I call overly produced uh, marketing literature, write a flyer that you're going to leave on the door that's all glossy. It, it, it hangs on the door. When you leave that on a door and someone drives home, what's the first thought that goes in their mind? It's marketing material, so they want to throw it out right? So there's what I call the decision tree. I only have one hand here because this microphone, but there's the decision tree. I see it. It's either trash or I read it. When someone sees it and they assume that it's marketing material, if they're not even remotely interested, that's going straight to the trash. So when the reason I preach with my direct mail and on the letter leave behinds when you're canvassing, especially if you see no soliciting sign, to use plain paper, hand side with blue ink, it feels personal. When you fold it up, if you find a piece of folded paper on your door, Aren't you going to be just a little bit curious? That's the first step. So you bypass the immediate decision tree to go into the trash. Now someone is curious. They're going to open it. There's a high likelihood when they open that, that it will get at least read. And that's why on my letters, by the way, you might want to check out my video on the five essentials for, for direct mail to work. I forget the, the specific name of the video. It's in the Pitch Like a Pro Roofing Sales Training video library, which by the way is free. It's all my videos organized by category. You can get a link below or you can search the channel, whichever one you prefer. But I've done a video on the logic behind all this. So when, you, when they open it up, now you've bypassed first decision tree. Trash or not trash? Not trash. Okay, now they're going to read it. That's why that headline on there, you'll notice... Every direct mail letter, I have a headline. It's just one short sentence. It's never a complete sentence. It's to draw the reader in to start reading. So when you make it personal, imagine opening a letter or something left in your door. Hey, I was going to stop by. I was going to knock, but I didn't. But I wanted to bring this to your attention. Think you have their attention? Yeah, they're going to start reading it. So using the letter 
leave behind in direct mail is step one. Okay. Step two is um, the and Jason, I saw your question come through. I'm going to answer it shortly. It's a great question. It's going to link into the, to the third step. So uh, step two uh, is to catch people outside. So right now in this neighborhood, I'm in, uh, what is it? 1230 in the afternoon. I'm in Wisconsin right now. Normally I'm, I'm based out of, out of Colorado. Uh, I'm in Wisconsin. There's a lot of folks that are home summer break, a lot of third shift workers in the community that I'm in now. Um, excuse me, not third shift shift workers. So work schedules are different than, than your quote unquote white collar job or the typical nine to five. So if I see someone out mowing the lawn or outside, there's no soliciting sign. That's a okay, right? They're out in a public space, it's okay to approach them. So definitely use that. Keep that in your back pocket. If you see the no soliciting sign and you're in and out of the neighborhood multiple times, catch them when they're outside. It's an easy way to start a conversation. Some people like have their thing, right? I, I had some sales guys that work, work for me. They were like, I hate catching people outside. I just, it never works. I cannot tell you how many jobs I sold from people mowing their lawns. I like even having to get them to stop to take their earmuffs off. Older guys, um, uh, it, it worked out really well for me. So find your sweet spot. So second tactic, if they're outside, free game. If the garage door's open and they're they're working, you know, you can walk up and, and kind of wave and start the conversation that way. But you definitely do not want to knock on the door with two exceptions, okay? Because Jason brought one up. So Jason, I'm going to turn my attention to your question now. Uh, by the way, if anyone has any questions who's just joining in, just drop them in the chat. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I promise you, I'll, I'll get to them. So Jason says, what if the person with a no soliciting sign is a referral from a neighbor? Should the neighbor contact them first? This is a great question. This also is a personal question or a personal um, uh, way to approach this. This is not legal advice, okay? Remember, everything you see on this, I'm not an attorney. Make sure you're compliant with the law. If it were me, Jason, and a, and a neighbor gave me a referral to talk to them, I will knock on the door for sure. And I might even ask the neighbor if I see it, hey, I noticed they had a no soliciting sign. Do you know if they work from home or they have any health conditions? I just want to respect their privacy. And if you just kind of get that out of the way up front, then you're, in my opinion, it would be okay so long as it is legal. Now, again, every state is different. If a no soliciting sign upholds by law, you may want to say, hey, would you walk over there with me? People will do it. If your customer loves you, they will walk over with you. It's a neighborly thing. It's not soliciting. So very, very uh, doable on that circumstance. All right. Now I want to give you, so again, just a quick recap. So we got letter leave behind. We've got direct mail. Okay. You can cold call. Um, a lot of the apps, like I know Spotio has customer data pulled in. So you can cold call, uh, people so long as again, they're not on a do not call list and all that stuff. If you have the data and you're standing in front of the house, you can pull the address, you can give them a call. So you have direct mail, you have a letter to leave at the door. Again, not overly produced. Check out the info in the marketing battle pack. Um, and again, till, through the end of today, you can get $50 off. Same money back guarantee. I don't mess around. I want to take care of my people. Um, and again, it's affordable for new, new sales reps, owners. One sale, you literally make back two to 10 times your return. It's ridiculous. So, and by the way, I have a testimonial from a guy who said he, one of the letters made him a couple million dollars last year. There's good stuff in there. So use those, okay? Those three ways. Call, direct mail, literally behind. Third thing, uh, if they're out, or second thing, I suck at math, guys. Forget the, the, the count. The next thing you can do is if they're outside, catch them outside. Here's the only exception that I believe is appropriate to knock on the door to use what I call a passive sale, which is during production because you're not soliciting. And I want to show you how I've done this in the past. You have to do this from the heart. Um, and again, making sure it is legit and legal in your area. Uh, Juan, I'm going to jump into your question here right at the end. I did see it come through. So if I'm got production, so let's say you'll see, by the way, there's, there's a construction crew right behind me. 
um, doing, it's not a roof by the way, but they're doing a project. So let's say that that is my roof going on behind me and I want to hit this neighbor. I want to hit that neighbor. I want to hit that neighbor. I want to hit that neighbor and then the neighbor behind them <clears throat> to leverage the install because as the, the ripest opportunity to drum up business. It's a huge production. You got a crew on the roof. You got trucks parked outside. The entire neighborhood notices. So when you show that you care about the neighborhood, which again, this goes along with the letters, you want to direct mail the whole neighborhood beforehand. Of course, letters are in the pack. You want to direct mail the neighborhood after and then hang letters on the door during. So there's three touches on all the neighbors. So on production day, I'm going to go to that neighbor's house, even if it has a no soliciting sign. This is the one and only time I carry a card because you've watched in the other videos. I don't carry a card because I want to be in control of the sale. I want to ask for their information for the friendly follow-up, um, uh, which I've done in other videos. You can you can check those out. But I want to have my card in hand. This is what I do. If there's no soliciting sign and it's legal and you feel comfortable doing this, knock on the door and say, listen, I'm here. As you see, our truck is across the street. We're doing uh, Jill's roof over there. And I just wanted to make myself available. If any debris fall, blows into your yard or anything, if I can be of assistance, please call me personally. We respect not only you know our customers' homes, but the neighbors as well. Hand them the card. You are there not soliciting. Okay, Turn and walk away. And you say, you know what? While I'm here, um, I helped Jill get her roof approved by the insurance company. When I first started, they only paid for one slope. We got it approved. While I'm here, I just want to ask, how has the insurance process been for you? Okay. And then again, it's really easy for you to use that slap canvassing formula, which I did a live on that a couple of weeks ago. I highly recommend checking out. It's been a, a really um, popular video that's, that's sparked a lot of emails that have come in of, of guys using it. One guy said, hey, I was, I forget the number, so I'm going to butcher them, but I'm, anecdotally here, it was like one in 80 doors he was getting an inspection. He says one in eight now by using that paired with my favorite one-liner that do you have any objection? So this is how you use that one-liner. So let's say you start the conversation. And uh, you start the conversation. Sorry, I had a call come in on the Bluetooth, of course, while we're, we're doing a live. Um, so start the conversation. And then you can use that one liner. Hey, you know, my ladder is literally right there. Do you have any objection if I hop up on your roof for a quick photo and video inspection? I'll show you what I find. And again, using that negative agreement, you can now lead with value. And only if it feels appropriate, use that. I call it the passive sale, right? You turn to walk away. Or even while you're there, you know, while I'm here, and, and just tone it down, guys. Like, I get a lot of questions from people. How do I not feel sleazy? How do I not, you know, how do I go up and help people? Like, remember, as a neighbor, if you are working from home and there's a crew running nail guns and compressors all day, wouldn't it be nice to be like, hey, this company actually cares? And wouldn't it be nice, hey, if my neighbor trusts them, maybe I should too. And hey, they actually cared about how I treated or this contracting company treated my property and me as a neighbor. So when you lead with value and you help people out, there's a high level likely, uh, uh, or excuse me, a higher level of likelihood of them trusting you and inviting that opportunity. So when I see no soliciting signs, I'm going to wrap this video up and then Juan, I'm going to turn to your question. And if anyone else has any drop, drop them in the chat, um, direct mail, letter leave behind. Okay. Catch them when they're outside cold call. Those are four strategies you can use during production. Remember the, uh, you want to 100, in my opinion, this is what I do. And they're, they're, the information is in the battle pack and the direct mail letters, flag all the addresses, send the letter beforehand, similar type of letter. We're doing production in the neighborhood. We're doing a roof. Okay. Another touch point, day of production, hang the flyers while you're out knocking those doors. So on that day, use the strategy I just taught you. Okay. Then when production is done, we've done, we finished a house in the neighborhood. You now, no matter what, by the way, on production, because production is a huge, huge opportunity. You have, let's see direct mailed beforehand, letter during, letter after, 
plus door knocking, plus them seeing you. I mean, count the touches. There's three without having to talk to anybody. And then catching them outside, being in the neighborhood again, you become the neighborhood roofer. And it's really, really powerful. So don't let that no soliciting sign get to you. It's a great way, by the way, to get into gated communities. So I know some guys are using the direct mail letters um, to get into gated communities. You'll find I, I've been kicked out of subdivisions that I didn't realize their HOA or homeowner association does not allow for canvassing or door, door knocking, or they call it solicitation or door-to-door -door sales, peddlers, whatever it is. Every, every city's got their own way of, of naming it. If they don't allow it, that's okay. Write the addresses down. You can use Google Maps. You can pull the addresses. You can drive through uh, and grab the addresses. So if the gate is open and it's not gated by a security guard, you can drive through and just snap photos. Like the easiest way to do it, by the way, um, I don't have my my clipboard handy, but just write down the street name you're on. And then, and then under that, you just write the addresses. So it's like 675, boom. You know, I can't see the next one, but you just write them down as you're going. So when you get back to the office and you want to send your direct mail, you just know, okay, here's a street name. And then all the, the numbers beneath it are the same, the same street, street numbers. And boom, you, you mail your direct mail and you can get into that neighborhood. So the no canvassing signs are really a no issue when you approach it the right way. And you will see them more and more. You'll see them pop up with, uh, um, uh, with storms that, that happen, especially in ground zero as people get like over knocked, oversaturated, use the, uh, those tactics. Now, one other thing I do want to share with you, which I, I got to tell you, I haven't properly tested this, but I want to give anyone who's open to testing this idea, do it. One of the biggest issues that I'm hearing about is jobs being snaked after you've signed a customer, after you signed the contingency. So the best way, if that job is being snaked, Remember, I've done another video on protecting your jobs after the contingency has been sold. I did a, uh, I brought uh, Ryan Davis with Fund My Deductible on on Sunday, so you'll you can watch that video on how deductible laws are changing the game. And when people are giving jobs away or I'll eat your deductible, you now have a way to use that information to prevent people from participating unknowingly in insurance fraud. So using those tricks, and if you let them know, remember in that video I say let the homeowner know you're probably going to get people knocking on the door they're going to see the yard sign and they're going to try to offer you these things and and, and offer you to eat to eat your deductible or something and, and frankly it's not it's literally not legal here's a printout of the new of the new deductible laws and you if you end up going with them you're, you're literally a willing participant in insurance fraud because the only way we go through that in depth i don't need i don't need to go through that again you you get it right i would love to see someone and, and report back try this out what about you handing your customer a no soliciting sign. I want to help prevent this from happening to you. So every customer that we that we that we work with, um, I'm going to give you a no soliciting sign to hang up. You're welcome to keep it up permanently or temporarily. It's okay, whatever you want to do. But I just want to help you not fall victim to other people, right? How powerful! Keep other people away at the door. You already signed the deal. And guys, anyone who's watching, guys and gals, um, which is so awesome. There's been a growing number of women joining this industry in sales. And I absolutely love seeing it because the, the, it's been so oversaturated with men for so long. So anyway, any, any women that are watching, uh, welcome. I'm, I'm glad to have you here and I'm glad, glad to see the, the growing community. When you hand that out, it just shows another level of protection for the homeowner, right? That you're, that you're looking out for their best interest with that no soliciting sign. So that's all for today's video. Remember, and I'm going to, before we wrap up, I'm going to turn my attention to these, uh, this last couple questions here. And I am, um, I just want to remind you today is literally the last day to get 50 bucks off on the, on the battle pack. Check it out. There's over 70 pieces of material in there now. And the feedback's been awesome, uh, from folks. I've been really overwhelmed in a positive way of people reaching out, especially people who had it before and just seeing how much more is there. And, um, it's been feeling good. So, uh, anyway, let's see what 
these questions are. So Jason says, great haircut. Thanks, man. I uh, buzzed it off to donate to charity. And uh, Jason also says, I learned uh, to not put signs in the yard until the first check in hand keeps snakes away. Everyone's got their own system on that, by the way. Like I, I went back and forth where I wanted to fly under the radar in some areas and I didn't want people to see that I had opened it up or I'm working there. And then other times, like in this neighborhood, no one's got a yard sign up. So if I put a yard sign up and then they see two, that social proof, that credibility, right? It's like seeing a line at the restaurant. Oh, that must be good because that neighbor did it. And that neighbor's using him and that neighbor's using him can be helpful. But Jason, definitely a good thing. And then definitely, you know, the longer that sign stays in the in the yard, the better. Um, and then Juan says, off topic question. That's cool, man. Uh, I'm in the auto hail industry, have tried numerous times to work deals out with roofing companies. So we have the same clients. I was wondering if you have any tips. Awesome. Awesome. Juan, glad to have you, have you here and bring that up. I am all about, you hear me talk about the difference between one-to-one -one sales versus one-to-many. This is relationship building. I did the last video on this. Um, I forget when that was just on, on networking. So yeah, if you, if you guys want to work your deals back and forth, either commission sharing or, or, or just uh, joint venture marketing, like, Hey, you know, with every job, you can just hand out that referral. Let's say you do a hail repair. You say, Hey, I know if your car was parked in front of your house, chances are your roof's been damaged. I've got a great roofer you can work with. And the roofing company, if they're out and they want to send you a job. So you can kind of work those out. I don't know, frankly, what, if there's any, I don't think there's any legal, legal, uh, boundaries in terms of paying referrals. You know, it's not like an attorney or a doctor or something, but do double check on that. I think it's a great way. I, I've talked to a number of companies that have worked deals with, with, um, PDR or hail, hail auto hail repair companies on that front. So, um, that can definitely, definitely help out. And and the more relationships you build, the better. The one reason I haven't brought those up a ton is I know a lot of the paintless dent removal companies, they're working, you know, obviously as many companies do, they travel, they're working storm to storm. So, um, finding those key relationships is great. I know I worked a storm up in Montana. There was a million of us roofers and auto hail people in the hotel and everyone was standing outside in the evenings, having a beer and shooting the breeze. And that's a great way to network. And I ended up networking with a paintless dent removal guy and he was shipping his cars and everything over to Australia to work in the off season. He was a pretty serious dude. So definitely all about mutual win-win relationships where you guys can serve each other um, and you're helping each other out. So as long as you're above board and, and taking care of people, I, I love the idea. So um, guys, that's all for today's video. I'm glad that hopefully I didn't see anything that there were any technical issues. First live stream from the van, uh, which has been great to produce some 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 videos in and just finished filming two videos. Keep an eye out for them, by the way, um, on scouting and picking neighborhood. And the second one is all about how to maximize your time when driving to make sales as opposed to burning time. Because we know that the number one limiting factor in this industry is not your ability to close business. It's your ability to process that business. So when you can be as efficient as possible, make sales, you're going to make a lot of money um, and working smarter, not harder. So keep an eye out for that. Guys, if you like the video, give it a thumbs up. Uh, I'm trying some new things. We've got some really fun things in store. New things coming, by the way, on the product side, product and service side that, that are going to be available. Again, also at Wicked Affordable Rates. I really want to help out the, the new sales guy, the sales guy who's not getting maybe the training that, that he, he might need um, or wants to find new systems. And for owners who are growing their, their sales uh, teams, this stuff's great. I've heard a few people that are actually using the Pitch Like a Pro Roofing Sales Training video library to replace the, the paid programs they were using before because it's been really helpful. Um, so anecdotal is what I've heard. And uh, either way, it's free. Check it out. 
you can get a link uh, to the to uh, to that in the description below. By the way, my team and I, my my small little growing team, we're going to be updating it every week. So all these videos that I'm doing every week, when you download it, two things are going to happen. One, um, check your inbox. I'm going to mail. I'm going to email it to you. Okay, and then the link in that email is going to give you. Um, that link bookmark it because that's where you download it and the new version is automatically going to be added every single week. So all the videos will be archived. So uh, yeah, that's that. And I got, uh, let's see, we got, thank you, Adam. Great info. Happy to help dude. And I like the on-site videos. Thank you. I'm hoping to do more of these. That's part of, part of the reasons, obviously guys, like I get this question. I don't own a roofing company. I was a CEO. I ran a company. I ran, I had a sales team of nearly 30. I have been consulting and training teams across the country for, for years. And I, my passion is sales, marketing, empowering teams and giving actual strategies and systems that can be used in the field. And part of the reason for the van, since I'm not roofing, is I can stand up. I can have all my equipment in here and, and film and get out in the field more to do, um, get the content that, that's going to be helpful for you guys. So kind of sky's the limit. Like I'd love to hear what you guys want to see moving forward. And uh, just email me, adam at roofstrategist.com. I had a little snafu, by the way. We migrated servers. If you emailed me and I didn't respond, it's because it was going to the wrong email. It's a the roof strategist. Little hiccup. It's been fixed, but uh, I wasn't ignoring you. Email me again, Adam at Roof Strategist. And uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. A lot of great stuff coming. Love to hear your suggestions, things you're struggling with in the field. And um, I'm going to be bringing some awesome guests on in the future, none of which are I'm affiliated with. Guys, I bring these people on because I believe in them helping you. I, I'm not no one's greasing my palms. It's because I believe in, in helping my people, you make more sales, smash your income goals, grow a team and change your life. And uh, if there's anything that you want to see specifically fire away, man, this is uh this is all about you guys. So thanks for being here and have a great week. I'll see you Thursday. Keep an eye out for some new videos coming up soon. Take care. See ya. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.